Speaking of morbid, his best friends uh, just went out of an ambulance. Now, Slaughter is sitting down in his cool ass 1973 Dodge Charger. Right. Because this is a black exploitation film, and he's Shaft, and he has a 1973 Dodge Charger. We keep saying he's Shaft. Jim Brown. Jim Brown made tons of movies. He directed yes. a lot of movies. Yes. I don't know about directed actually. I just have what he was, what he acted in. Yeah. NFL career. So this here is uh, like love interest, but when it comes to slaughter, he's loving many women. Okay. All right. So this is his first love interest. Well, it's the main love interest of the story, like the one who could be the wife kind of woman. Uh, her name's Gloria Hendry. She's Marcia in this movie. She's known for Live and Let Die, the James Bond film. She was in, wow. she was a model. She was in Live and Let Die. That's her. I mean, she's also in Black Caesar. Oh, I love that movie. Hell Up in Harlem. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. It's Live and Let Die. That's Gloria. <laughs> he goes, hey, baby, you take her home. I got some thinking to do. He's going to take the necklace. You see the shirt he's in? Yeah. It's because of where he is. He's like with a bunch of rich white folks. So he dressed up. No, he was on a horse, right? He's just yeah. dressing uh, He's just dressing for the occasion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, and they, they, they strode their, their horses, strode it. That's when you trot and stride at the same time. Oh, stroded. they strode it. Yeah. They started over to the... Uh, kiosk full of uh, the tent okay he's done with horses but in the original script they did have a line for the horse but um, oh yeah but what I, what happened during the day of shooting Why yeah the day of shooting yeah he yeah, was a yeah. horse so he could he lost his voice okay we're gonna see two minutes now of him driving in the street while the cool ass music plays right and which is like placeholder now I think this is Los Angeles. Now, the the internet told me it was Miami, Florida, but then okay. most other sources said LA. And if you just look at the place, it looks like 1960s, like uh, what? Like uh, Gardenia. So it's gonna be half Hollywood and half uh, Florida. I don't think this is Hollywood. Florida. I think it's is this, all LA. I said, it could be Hollywood, Florida. Right, there's a Hollywood. Oh, this is Los Angeles. And nothing happens for two minutes, but he just drives. Oh, I, I just soaking up the ambience. I guess that's what it is because this doesn't, it doesn't really break, but it doesn't follow any movie. See, rules. look, there's Lucy's. Look how big Lucy's is. Is that a nightclub or a department yeah. store? Steakhouse? Oh, there's cool you cars. Yeah, the cool cars and like, oh, I'm gonna go get a burger over there. Then I'm gonna oh wait, a there's a Coles. Oh, there's a Chipotle. <laughs> uh, close, close to the pandemic. Close to the pandemic. Yeah. Close to the lack of uh, tourism. You know it's uh, old because there's a billboard for Zima. Yeah, that's pretty old, Carl. The <laughs> billboard for Zima, that's old. <laughs> Did you see that bus? That old timey bus? Uh huh. Like the tin metal can. Well, a lot of this is what? like <laughs> VW camper. We're still just with him listening to the music and being okay. 
Now, this scene says, I'm a badass. Yeah, look at that custom-made luggage. It's completely styrofoam. Weird. It's very customized. Very yes. particular. I like to get a gun uh, luggage with three different guns. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. It went so, styrofoam. Maybe he made it himself. Now, Slaughter's friend has been killed, and we really yes. have no information. Okay, but for he some did. reason, he's packing up to like go get the killer. He's putting a gun. Oh, he's already pulled it out. Somebody's at the door. Uh -huh. Whoa, freeze! We're the slaughter. I'm Ed McMahon. You want a publishing clearinghouse? Uh, uh, Congratulations. Here he is. Tough cop. Look at he pointed a gun at a cop, and then the, uh, the cop's like, yeah, hold on to the gun. Yeah, well, it's slaughter. It's slaughter. Yeah. It's not your they common slaughter. Oh, it's you, slaughter. So is slaughter like a ex-cop? No, no. Just, not at all. just a PI, LAPD? Yeah. Mm -hmm. LAPI? Yeah, he's a he's a la la pie. La pie. <laughs> now this is Brock Peters. He is our Star Trek connection. He made his uh, fame in um, To Kill a Mockingbird, but I know him from Soylent Green. That's when I was introduced to him. Oh wow! Now you did you know the ending of Soylent Green when you saw Soylent Green? Um, I would doubt it. I think I didn't because I think I was super young. I think that was one of the films you, you would catch in an art house, you know. Right. I'm not going to show you every film, but they'll show you Soylent Green and others, you know. So I think I did see it before I learned it's people. Is it okay I spoil other movies? Yeah, go ahead. You can spoil it's, this movie. Soylent Green is people. You know, I've been listening to our show as, as our, our sole listener and, uh, I, yeah. I enjoy it when you actually spoil the ending, so that way I could go, okay, and turn it off. Okay, this is so, really well lit. There's a light in the kitchen, and you can see the shadow of the uh, chain. Uh, yeah, I should say that the cinematographer uh, was Charles F. Wheeler. I did absolutely no research on him. No, well, that's good. He knew which lights to turn on. <laughs> he turned the kitchen lights on, turned the... the Dining room light off. So the one cop whose name is Reynolds was getting tough with Slaughter saying, look, last movie, you fucked, pissed off these guys in Mexico, and we know that they were the ones, they were trying to kill you, Slaughter, not the other people there. So you killed the old man and you killed your friend who's the motivator for the whole film, and damn it, we're not going to see blood in our streets. So he's going to, like, lock him up or something. But then the boss comes in and goes, hey, Slaughter, what's up? You're free to go. What the fuck? So the oh, he, he is a, he's a great – look at this place. His condo, his apartment. That's beautiful. You know, it's right – so does he have a boat? He has to have a boat. He's uh, a boat apartment. Not in the film, but in the film he has a lot of bread, you know. Yeah. That's interesting. So you get a – I would like an apartment where I could watch all the boat people live in their boats. Yeah, the boat people. Um, oh, I was going to say something so racist. Uh, uh, well, Carl, you, know you would know that I was kidding because it's just, you know, you know that I'm not. But but in today's world, I can't say it. Okay. Good. Um, so Slaughter, what happened is the, the, 
the head of the cops came in and let Slaughter kind of go. And now Reynolds is extremely suspicious that the head of the cops is on the take. Uh, did you notice that not only did they let Slaughter go, but Slaughter takes his gun and he puts it back in his back pocket? This time, like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the lead cop, the chief or whatever, could absolutely see the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now this guy flew the biplane and he fucked up. He did not kill Slaughter. And that's uh, going to piss off the big boss, Ed yeah. McMahon. So is Ed McMahon going to kill him? Make an example? He's going to give the order. Not make an example. Oh, there it is. There's Ed McMahon. Hello. Hello. Here's Ed. <laughs> well, this is some Ed McMahon acting. Just a little bit Fine, thank you. You sure you won't have any breakfast? No, thank you. I wanted to talk to you about yesterday. Well, I'm listening. But first, a word about Alpo. <laughs> Dogs. Him and, you... him and Lauren Green. Remember Lauren Green was also Alpo? Yeah. Well, the worst was like uh, they had to do like live Alpo commercials on the Tonight Show. Yeah. So and, just that, being, and he had to talk it up. Yeah, and opening the can on the big on the talk table. about eating shit. Yeah, he was a total yeah. sellout. Oh, he was well. He uh, didn't act much. This is one of the rare like he's against type. He was playing. Uh, yeah, that's true. And uh, this was at the height of the Tonight Show popularity. Really, the height of it. We're talking 1973 here. Yeah. I, I, he, the one he was really hawking for that people remember was Publishers Clearinghouse. So you think that's a big sellout too? Yes, but it was like, we're going to shoot a commercial. It'll play while I'm sleeping. It'll play while I'm counting my money. <clears throat> right. Well, so the thing is, is like, they'll say like, all you have to do is sign up or just take a quiz. And then, you know, and then you keep keep buying in or whatever it's just a weird little thing it doesn't mean you know yes now he was in some films um uh, fun with dick and jane i think that's I yeah with think... uh jim carrey and, and uh <laughs> no no the first one of course oh. well we're going back here right we're talking to Eddie McMahon. Uh, yeah, who was in that it wasn't um it was in the late George seagal and Jane Fonda? Yeah, Jane Fonda, right. Uh, he was in that, and he did a good job. So was he a neighbor? And they're like, oh, your grass is always greener. He's like, yeah. Check out my lawnmower. I don't remember now. Uh, That's not coming. He was also in the film version of Bewitched. Um, oh, all right. Did he play himself or was he like a yes I, I don't know he's not a he's not an actor uh, numerous television commercials one of the great right. sidekicks full moon high and butterfly what the hell film is that I don't know oh, I tried I tried looking up full moon high that's who he was. was we would have watched full moon high but uh, uh I don't think they had a copy on YouTube I did look now, this guy is the big guns that Ed McMahon had brought in, okay? He's a right. real psychopath. He's a killer, okay? Right. Now, he's sure. giving everyone in the room the evil eye, and this they're all guy. leaving. 
Well, you know, uh, like in Star Trek, your Star Trek connection is that anyone wearing red shorts is going to die. <laughs> it was a red shirt. That was, they were the, like, ensign and... Okay, so he's going into the pool to kill the guy who didn't kill Slaughter in the biplane. Right, which you know he had it coming. And we have terrible suspense music. Should we hear it? No, da, 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 da. Right. Oh, yeah. I'll just give you a snippet of it. Oh my God, it's the circus is in town. Right. The thing is, at the end of it, it gets extremely frantic. I'll play you the end when it comes. All right. He's choking him with a <laughs> something baby ring. You know, a floaty, a floaty. Like, I was wondering, like, I knew he was going to have to die. But, like, with the budget of this film, how cheaply are they going to make him be an act of death and having him be strangled in the pool? That's something our friend Tom, uh, Tom would do on his Super 8. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Silent Super 8 color. Ugh. All right, you're being choked by an invisible monster. Go. You're underwater. Now, he's saying, of course, the the... the valet knows him he goes you all right slaughter i heard all about it you know because everybody knows slaughter and they you know it's like he's in the newspaper the right. way the gossip goes so he goes park it close when i turn it on so you could see it when i turn it on the only thing i want to go on is the engine you know what i'm saying yeah that he's he said it when all right well, this place is happening yeah but for slaughter what everything will happen in the kitchen <laughs> Right. Look, look, see that pimp? Uh, I see, yeah. He, I see will, that guy. he will, he's not a pimp, Mike. Come on, it's a stereotype of a 70s movie. You just saw He just a has a big hat. Yeah. Uh, but Mike, I've seen this movie like four, this is five. So he's a pimp, okay? And All right. <laughs> he will figure into the movie heavily. So this is a, a nightclub where there's uh he has a connection with the chef and the main villain likes to hang out there. Right. Yeah. I like not Jim the Brown. Main villain? No, not the main villain. That's Ed McMahon. Oh right. Oh no, he's like what he's, he 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 get he gets information right? I guess from the pimp. Yeah, he always stops in here to make an arrangement to get information to advance the plot. Oh, he comes back here a couple times? Uh, oh, yeah. And it's always about the kitchen. We'll even meet Scatman Crothers in there. I know. I can't wait. I saw the screen grab. <laughs> hey, sugar. You go with this man. Now, you get back here as soon as possible. I'll be oh, laying it's... on my back in a moment, met Daddy. He is a pimp, Mike. Is that what he really sounds like, Carl? It's not just the hat. Okay, Mike. Okay. Here's what he really sounds like. <laughs> oh, he might be out of lines. All right. Well, we just got the guitar going. Next time I'll uh, play it for you. You'll see that I'm not making a mockery. All right. Well, no uh, one's on the dance floor. Oh, no, there is a dance floor over there. Now, he's getting real interested in Slaughter. And the kitchen. Now, she's like... Where I called you, you didn't answer. You're not at your apartment anymore. And he's like, baby, the heat's coming down on me. Okay, I got to lay low. It's best that you not know where I am. It's not safe. And you are my 
love interest, the one who I could marry. Baby. Oh, Slaughter's Big Wedding would be the, the, the threequel. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there was no sequel. Slaughter had his two. There was no treacle? My Big Fat Slaughter <laughs> Wedding. Greek my wedding. Big Fat Slaughter's <laughs> Wedding? That's great. Because, yeah. you know, by that time, it's maybe Slaughter added some pounds. You know, it got a little older. <laughs> oh, I would say, I wanted to watch Slaughter. I guess I should watch Slaughter. You know, it's just that uh, I, I like Tim Brown and uh, I, I, Ed McMahon acting as a villain. I thought it was just ridiculous. Yeah. This is, looks like a real kitchen. So he goes, here's your steak, Slaughter. And he goes, did you slaughter this? <laughs> yeah. See, laughter. Yeah, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. <laughs> here's your Slaughter, Slaughter. <laughs> slaughter, I'm worried about you. Darling, I am the baddest cat who ever lived. He seriously says that. Well, you know, he, he okay. uh... Pimp talk, pimp talk, proving Mike is a pimp. All right. Um, black you fine black fox, you. If I was doing that, you'd say I was mocking him. No, it's just... It's... <laughs> oh, yeah, he is laying out the plot. It's some heavy dudes who tried to ice the man. Say, why don't you turn slaughter on to me? See? I'm not a messenger service. <laughs> That's what she says. Yeah. Or killer. All right. So he's going to be a major factor in this? Yeah, he is going to be a major factor in this, and I want you to admit that he's a pimp. Oh, he's a pimp. I get it. Yeah, okay, okay, a... good. Now, we saw him in The Jerk. He was the brother in The Jerk, remember? The one who knew oh, what right. a blowjob was? <laughs> yeah. And check this out, right? One time he was on Starsky and Hutch, and the name of the Starsky and Hutch episode was Kill Huggy Bear. Oh my god, so he was, do you think he was pro-Huggy Bear or like one of the pimps that was against Huggy Bear? I don't know, I don't know anything about it. He plays a guy named Harry Martin and I bet you he was against Huggy Bear. I mean, he's only in one yeah. episode ever. Well, who, who would Huggy Bear's enemies be? Like, well, once they find out he's an informant, it would be a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. Or yeah. maybe like, he owes money on the street or... You know, he yeah. ripped off a drug dealer. You know, Huggy Bear. I, I, I remember this episode. So Starcy and Hutch <laughs> goes up to Huggy Bear and they said, we need you some information about the McBain, the Mendoza case. And they go, uh, <laughs> the Simpsons references. But uh, we, we need some reference. They go, well, I don't have any information. He goes, what do you mean you don't have any information? We're going to kill you, Huggy Bear, if you don't give us any information. You're Huggy Bear. You guys are crooked but you're cops. Yeah, bad cops. Starcy and bad cops. Oh, look at this, 70, early 70s blow. Yeah, they're doing cocaine in the car before they make out. By the way, there's lots of interracial in this film, interracial love. True. All right. Now, this guy, his name's Dick Anthony. He's playing Joe Creole. No, his name's Dick Anthony Williams, Dick Williams. 
He was in Dog Day Afternoon as limo driver. But check this out. Do you remember Sam the Sanford Arms with Grady? Yeah, right. He opened up a. Uh, did, wait a minute. Didn't Red Fox was Red Fox wasn't in that? They just maybe you're right. Maybe the Sanford Arms was still Red Fox. He was on it on one episode. I don't know. I don't know. He was on James on at sixteen. He did a lots of TV. He appeared yeah. in Edward Scissor's Hands. But for me, he's the brother and the jerk. That's how I. Gotcha. Yeah. Brother uh, Nathan at 16. That show was good for the first five seasons. By the 10th season, it got kind of old, right? Yeah, James at 26. Yeah. <laughs> Al grew the premise. Okay, so Slaughter's like, I hear you're asking about me, Will. Fuck off. And he's doing this, like, say, brother, watch threads, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. You don't have to do any more impersonation, impression. It's all right, Carl. <laughs> Michael, you're, I'm pushing your buttons. Okay, I will stop. I will stop. I'm sorry, San Francisco audience. Jersey audience, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> we are by Coastal. Okay, now it's time to investigate the biplane angle. So in 1973, Dodge Charger is pulling up to a place right. that rents out crop dusters and biplanes. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit suspicious. Slaughter's on the prowl. Somebody ordered his kill, and he's going to find out who, because his friend is dead over this, and that's the motivation for the whole film. Now, were they at his estate? Like, were they riding horses there? or I mean, were they No. At they were at a different park or something. They were with rich white people, and they were like, my good friend Slaughter, you know, and they were applauding him. I think it's t tied to the Mexican stuff in the first film, okay? Gotcha. From that first film, these Mexican people, they want Slaughter dead, okay? But they live in Mexico, but that's okay. They've got a drug dealer contact in Ed McMahon. They say, look, do us a favor for the good of our business and our families, kill this Slaughter fellas for us, okay? We'll give an extra however many kilos. That's why Ed McMahon sicked his dog. So they're going to admit, like, hey, did you guys drive by and shoot uh, at Slaughter over here? <laughs> yeah, that's Tuesday, right? It's more like, who did you rent the plane to? That's my lead. Oh, right. Look, another Coca-Cola. There was a Coca-Cola billboard in, on Hollywood, in Los Angeles. All the places of Coca-Cola. This place is a Coca-Cola. You think it's a product placement legit? No, I, I just think it's just a coincidence. Yeah, because Coke was everywhere in, maybe you can make an argument it is today, but not as much, but was everywhere. Uh, gosh, not just back then, right? Always. Yeah. Do you know how Coke had the chance to buy Pepsi and they said, nah, you're a little fish. Oh, really? Is that for real? Yeah, it was like 1920, 1930, like Coke and Pepsi were the competitors and then Pepsi went, it hit hard times. Uh, when Pepsi first came out, they were like, uh, twice the soda, soda for half the price. No, the same amount of soda for half the price. I don't know. It was only five cents instead of 10 cents. That was a big freaking deal. That's how Pepsi got big. But they got so poor, they actually ended up sending out recycled Pepsi. Like, it could be a beer bottle with Pepsi in it. Like, Yeah. 
Well, wasn't like the, the like Coke was sold as, as a liquid to pharmacists and pharmacists would uh, dole it out to you with some carbonation. So it would be really up to the pharmacists about the ratio and uh, of the of the liquid that they provided. Well, yeah, it was like a soda jerk machine. And uh, how did I get here? I guess because we saw Cokes. Right. Uh, it was so, like a soda jerk machine. It, so. it was a good slaughter if it was going to throw those guys into a propeller. It, now they're coughing up the information, you know? Yeah. So they've given him the name of the pilot. So now Slaughter will go to his inside connections in the running drugs business to find out the, uh, you know, who knows this pilot. Oh, and there she is. The pilot? No, the connection. She knows all the pilots. <laughs> Oh, so we're, we're, we have a new connection. Yes. this Her name is Judith Brown, the actress, and she was in a lot of um, uh, black exploitation films. And she was on Falcon Crest in 81 on the series. That's her big huh. claim to fame. What, can you tell me the plot of Falcon Crest? Uh, rich people lived in a cul-de-sac. I, 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 I wasn't a fan of the show. Okay, and then Dynasty in Dallas. Dallas is a well, well Dallas was a huge fan of the show. Uh, yeah. Basically, that was about a, an oil family. And the thing is, they had an evil one and a good one. And so those two forces would clash. They're just doing business, and JR would screw over people. And then Bobby would go, hey, I protest. You, you should be more polite than that, and I'm talking to father. That was Dallas. JR, stop banging my wife, please. It's evil that I'm complaining to father. <laughs> Are you still there? Okay. Yeah, so now, I see. I, Carl, can you continue? I got to buzz at the door. Okay. So now J Judith Brown, that's the actress's name, is making a deal with Slaughter. She'll give Slaughter the information for a price. And what's that price? Gigolo service. Mike's got a ring at the door. That means his food, right? It's a pandemic. He doesn't leave the house. That's his food order. I'll play you some of their sexy talk. I'll give you a name, honey. Sugar. Okay, let me write that. Mario Patoli. Sure, he'll know your pilot. So it's not the pilot's name, but it's a lead. It's a connection. We have our deal. We got a deal, baby. We got a deal, baby. Whoa. Do you feel my thighs? Come over here, baby. Slide into my thighs. <laughs> All right, so you get the picture. Once again, me and Mike have talked about this before. Back in the day, there wasn't internet pornography. People weren't satisfied all the time. They would get lusty. 
you know, you'd have, uh, you'd find a Playboy, you'd, you'd be like your girlfriend, it was the same magazine for months. So when you went to the movies, you expected to see a nude sex scene, and especially in a black exploitation film. They're doing a public service, a service to the public, providing entertainment uh, of a sexual nature. Oh my God, I missed the best conversation ever, right? Yes, because it is uh, definitely, uh, when you go to the movies, you expect it to see boobies at a minimum. Right, at least two. Now this is Mario Patoli. Okay, you might have missed it, Mike, but he went to his connection and she said, I'll give you the name for a price. And what was the price? Right. It was gigolo uh, service. Okay. So now the lead is this Mario Pidoli, who's just a low-life slime. He'll know right. the pilot. All right. Well, I appreciate you telling me that during uh, her uh, full frontal nudity scene. That was great. <laughs> really helped me concentrate. Right. Now, Slaughter still has his love interest. I mean, that was a deal for information. He had right. to do it. I'm not saying he was coerced. He did make a choice, but yeah. what little yeah. choice the lady had left him. You know, as a fellow private investigator, I understand. Yeah. They call me a flat foot because when I walk, you can hear me like clomp, clomp, clomp. <laughs> I thought I thought always thought you wore tap shoes. That explains so much. Yeah, no, well, flat foot. Yeah, and you know the reason why I'm such a dick to you. I'm a dick. I'm a private <laughs> detective. It's short for detective. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. So where there's a pool party outside? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, here, man, have some blow. And he goes, I got my own, baby. You go ahead. Is that blow or weed? It's blow. Wow, so there's like, this, this, do they smoke at all in this movie? Uh, I don't think so. So it's uh, just like Coke and alcohol. It's about Coke, yeah. I mean, alcohol is just in, you know, bars and stuff. It's in every film. Right. But this movie's trying to, I mean, it's the 70s. Ow, ow, Slaughter, calm down in your cowboy jacket. You're going to tell me the name of that pilot, sucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to get off the rug and start shimmying. My agent didn't tell me I was just in this film to be a, to be exploited with violence. <laughs> You know, oh, this, this is, is Samuel Arkoff. You know, he was AIP. This was uh, interesting. Do you know the story of Sam Arkoff? Well, I see, I see them a bunch of his films. I see his name in movie trailers all the time. I don't know the story. What is the story? It's well, Sam I don't know. Arkoff. It's just his history. I don't know it's a story, but oh, in the films, he was a lawyer. Um, he, he, licked, he licked a spoon. Now he's like, <laughs> he's, he's nozzling his nostrils. And he's clapping his hands a couple times. Yeah. He that revolver's revolting. <laughs> Look, he's selling his hair. It's probably a wig. So he's got his information now. Now he knows exactly the, where the pilot is. 
and he can go. Okay, so Sam Arkoff was a lawyer in the 50s, and he wasn't a successful lawyer, you know, but he was good. He was Saul Goodman, and uh, he represented Ed Wood. But believe me, that's it's just a name we know. That guy was just some dope on the street. Nobody knew who Ed Wood was, you know. So he represented a screenwriter who wrote a script called Atomic Monster. And then this movie company, I don't know, Real Art Pictures, they released a thing called Atomic Monster. So Arkoff sued them and he won 500 bucks. It wasn't even the same. They were just like, here's some getaway money, you know? Right. Well, the guy, the sales manager there, his name was Nicholson. He was so amazed by Arkoff. He was so impressed. I mean, this guy was notoriously tight-fisted, and he got 500 bucks out of him. That would be like, I don't know, what, 15, 18 grand today? He proposed a partnership, and that led to, uh, well, what became AIP. And so did we watch a lot of surf movies uh, from AIP? And, uh, well, Steve, very soon after, uh, Roger Corman became a silent partner, and that's when, yeah, all the great movies we love showed yeah. up. The first movie was The Ocean Floor, and it was by Roger Corman. He was 29 years old at the time. They made it for 50 grand. It made 850 grand, and they were like, they said, Corman, invest that money in this, and you'll be our silent partner. Well, the rest is history. Well, yeah, and in 55, it changed its name to Inter American International Pictures. He used to go around and ask theater owners, like, what kind of films fill the seats? We'll make them, you know? He was yeah. he was a go-getter. So we have Scott McCrothers on screen. No, this is once oh. again Reynolds. What number are you at? Um, at 39 and 7, 39 and okay. 8. Perfect. What about you? I'm at 39 and... Uh... Okay, so this is Reynolds again, and he, let me just turn up the sound of, remember which part this was. Hey, let me remind you of something. Ah, okay. So this is why it's called Slaughter's Big Ripoff. Basically, Reynolds is kind of blackmailing him. Uh, he's going to make him go to Ed McMahon's safe and steal a book that has all the bribes and payoffs listed. You know, nice. and this is going to blow the lid off of like the mobsters, the crooked cops, the distribution, uh, who are the drug dealers, who are, you know, and it's especially going to have the payoffs to the to the mayor, to the council office, you know, the cost of doing business for Ed McMahon. So he's blackmailing him to go crack a safe and steal it. That's going to be Slaughter's Big Ripoff. Here's Scatman Crothers. We're at 40 minutes and 18 seconds, 19. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you online. Okay. Perfect. He is playing a former safe cracker. And it's our same old kitchen at the same old nightclub. Slaughter will show up saying, look, I want to, I, I need a name. I need the best in the business. Oh, so is, is Scatman going to work with him? No, this is his scene. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you just you get you slip in Scatman Crothers, and you're, you're, the movie's all right. He was a big enough star so that it helped out the yeah. 
yeah, the, the legitimacy of the film. Now, this director, he, he had a five-decade career, 50 years. Uh, but wow. anyway, he started as a child actor, and he was in walk-on appearances on three of those, you know, Spanky and, you know, Our Gang. Uh, mm-hmm. Little Rascals, we used to call them. Yeah, which, I guess Our Gang. Hey, do you want to watch Our Gang? I guess that works. <laughs> Well, I mean, what's cool is he started as a child actor in that, in just like an extra, and then he became the director of the damn thing. Wow. Yeah. He he was assistant director on Laurel and Hardy, Babes in Toyland, and the R-Gang comedies made between 34 and 36. He, He goes on to be the director. Well, that's great. Was he, uh, he, I guess he wasn't involved with Slaughter. Slaughter was like one of the last things he did, and it was just, he was a well-known director. He just got a gig. I mean, this guy did Elvis Presley one. He did Bob Hope. Oh, the Bob Hope one was called Call Me Bawana, which makes me think of our Uh, Bawana devil. Yeah, maybe him in Africa getting uh, chased by, uh, yeah. Lions. Lions. He did a Rack Pack movie. Uh, It was called... Robin and the Seven Hoods. All right. That's a great movie. Yeah. I saw that a lot. So what's the deal with that? It's 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 craps, right? When you play uh, dice, you get a Ocean's Eleven and Robin and the Seven Hoods, right? And then they have another film like Something's Three. I don't know. I do, did bump into Ocean's Eleven and saw it. Oh, wait. I got to tell you something about the plot. So Scatman Crothers goes... The best safe cracker I ever, 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 ever was the pimp you knew before. <laughs> so Slaughter just showed up to find this great safe cracker, and there is the pimp. Oh, man, so they got to work together. Yeah, but the thing is, he's going to be blown away that he's the safe cracker, you know? And, uh, when they last left, it wasn't on the best terms. It was like, get out of here, punk. Right. Well, all the women are great in here. What? Does he have like a one room? <laughs> all the women are great in here. I'm just going uh, on record. Well, I don't know who to pick. <laughs> Wait, yeah. that one there the, from the first row? Yeah, yeah, she was great. She was great. And the one with the <laughs> afro hair there. Like, all the women in this film were great. Love me some <laughs> women. He goes, what? You are the safe cracker. And he goes, all right, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. I got a business proposition for you. Let's talk. And he just goes, okay. You know, Jim Brown was in Playgirl, and he showed full-on Dom. Yeah, oh yeah, he was a movie star and a football star, I guess. And It was rare for celebrities to do that. Yeah. Right, well, Burt Reynolds, I guess he had a cat on his lap. Yeah, stuff like that. Not Jim Brown. September 1974. Wow. Full movie. Now, this guy was an ex-Green Beret, but but we'll know him as an ex-football player. He was one of the great fullbacks 
I know you're not a football guy. He's a Cleveland no. Browns guy. And he was one of the greatest running backs of all time. Uh, and one of the best players like in NFL history. He was a big deal. And that's how he got to be in movies. Most people would go into commercials and he did too. But he was a superstar and he went into movies. That's right. Yeah. And then he, he financed a lot of his own films. The, the director who directed this directed his first film, Rio Con Conchos. Rio Conchos. I don't know that film, but he was in the Dirty Dozen, this guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, from Dust to Dawn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and The Running Man, and I'm going to get you, sucker, and Mars Attacks. He was all out there. Oh, yeah. Even right. Sunday. <clears throat> So they were doing the Dirty Dozen, right? And there was like bad weather and it delayed the shooting. So he was missing the first part of football training camp. And the guy who's the owner of the Cleveland Browns got all butthurt by it. You know, we should be number one. And he gave him like a $1,500 fine, uh, which was like 12, it's like 12 grand today for every week he missed. So you know what Brown did? He goes, okay, I retire. And he quit. Wow, that's great. He and that's how he is. Movies. Yeah, movies. Well, no regrets. Yeah, here we go. Dirty does it right now. Do, 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 do. Hi, we're safe crackers and we're sneaking in. Uh -huh. Sneaking into Ed McMahon's house. Are they going to do the thing where they pretend they're someone else? Oh, hi, we're the gas meter guys. And, uh, <laughs> no, you know, they're going to. They're going to do the shtick where they walk backwards. See you. <laughs> See you. Bye. <laughs> Lovely party. You know, that walking backwards thing is a real thing. If you are in a serious crowd that's squeezing together for, through like the gates or something, you can be on the outside, stand there facing that way and just sort of take one step, take one step. It's just a sea of heads, you see. That's where that comes from. The joke is, it's just one of you, you know. Right. Have a great night. <laughs> this is a, a lot of movie for nothing. What we're going to see now is like a break-in, and then we're going to have this long comedic bit, exploitative bit, I don't know, titillating bit, in which they're going to be cracking the safe while they hear Ed McMahon, they overhear him fucking. Oh, great. hey -o. hey -o. Here's Dickie. That's when you know he's coming. <laughs> oh, there he is. My star search. Are you sure yeah. I can win Star Search? It Star Search and um, what was the other one? Oh, he did like a here it is TV bloopers and practical jokes. TV I'm sorry, bloopers. I say bleeps, bloopers. And, oh no, I guess it was there was two blooper uh, TV shows back there then. Was. There was the official bloopers, and there was one that was like Balos, bleeps and blunders. Yeah, it's probably like on Channel Seven. I mean, it competed. Yeah. This one he did with Dick uh, Dick Clark. This was right, the, right. They came that was up a classy the one. Yeah, well, they made it up. Well, it was. It's a guy named Kermit Schaefer uh, came oh. up with the idea. Oh. And he, uh, I heard a story that he faked them. Hmm. 
There's I'm one not, on radio where the I'm guy not goes, disappointed. No, you know, it's entertainment. Yeah, he's trying to make a show happen, and he probably was low on material, and it's like, we have two days, guys. Two days. So Ed McMahon did the Jerry Lewis telethon several years. He did the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade several years. But basically, he was the Tonight Show. That's, that was, that's what Ed McMahon was all about. Oh, it's interesting because you, you do see like late night talk show hosts in movies, but they usually either play themselves saying, "Hey, did you, did you see, did you see the news? Uh, John Travolta broke into a bank and uh, took money." Have you heard the news? Have you seen this news? Yeah, it's Bill Maher. Uh, did you hear about this idiot? Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear about that Mission Impossible agent scaled that that <laughs> Bob yeah, Rainey right. tower? Okay, look, he's in. He's in the safe, my man. It worked. It worked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen, so you're just hearing Ed McMahon screwing. It's so titillating. Take a listen. <laughs> well, actually, they're focusing now on the fact that they got in. So. Well, that's good. <clears throat> so Ed McMahon is a drug dealer? Yeah, he's everything. He devils in prostitution, drugs. He extorts people. There so does he? Does the pimp report to him? Like, does he cover prostitution? No, the pimp does not report to him. He's like a small time. He's not in the organized crime or anything. That makes more sense. You think he should report to him? More. More. No. More. 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 Okay, so now we'll have a we're getting out of here thing, and then there's a fight thing, and then, you know, it's the next day, and Ed McMahon's chewing out his people, and the guy who killed the guy in the pool will be like, let me handle it, boss, you can trust me. Oh, so we still we're still in the first act, basically. Um, no, I would say we're middle of second act. The first act is like, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Now he's got all the information he needs. The second act really began when the cop was extorting him to do this ripoff. This is the movie poster. We're doing the big ripoff. Right. And it's is it what I should done. Yeah, well, he went into someone's apartment and uh, opened up a safe. Right. How big is this? You know, one of the things when they opened the safe was they had to cover up the uh, finances for the movie. You know, they probably doubled the <laughs> safe. The production, it probably went to the production office. Can we use the production office as an apartment? <laughs> well, come on. You guys have a safe. All right. Yeah, that's perfect. Great shadowing. This guy is not a well. I mean, he's a prolific director, and this one he just shot it and left. Well, it was one of the last things he did. He knew um, uh, he knew Brown well. He wasn't sleeping through it, but he just did a regular job. He didn't do a good job. He did a job. The writer wasn't so great either. Uh, okay, so Don Williams wrote the first one, and he gets credit for the characters. Uh, and he was associate producer on it. But 
this one, the guy who wrote it wrote, he did an episode of SWAT. He did an episode of The White Shadow. He was like a TV guy and he right. got shot to make, you know. Slaughter 2. This director did Jerry Lewis in the uh, in the science fiction, you know, like way, way out. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. What year was it? 66. Oh, okay. He did Sidney Poitier in They Call Me Mr. Tibbs. All right, well, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Get out of my orphids. Yeah, Stop. get out of my orchids. <laughs> Dang! Oh, uh, we went right through the door. They got That's me. the end of that guy. You wanted violence in this film? You got it. You got it. A guy ah. walks in and we shoot him. No questions asked. Hi, uh, crack. He's ex-Vietnam. He, he's you know that was all what the first film was about. Slaughter. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Well, that must have been like he just got home last week or something. Right. And in this one, it's not like that at all. We don't talk about it. Yeah, we right. talk well, about what happened in Mexico. He moved on with his life. War, schmore. No, it's just that people said, don't talk about it with him. You sure oh, you don't I want see. to talk about it? Yeah. All right. Give <laughs> him some time. Bang, yeah, bang. They have uh, guns that shoot dust, right? They shoot smoke. And miss. They see smoke and miss. Slaughtering yep. his friend. Ed, Ed McMahon's chewing out the staff. You guys sit around and drink and have parties. Look at the bead pole, man. He is skinny in this movie. Maybe yeah. it's just the, my uh, phone showing this movie, but he is. You're like, right uh, about that because when I think of Ed McMahon, I see uh, a I big see his belly yeah. next to sitting next to Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Big red nose. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's all on YouTube. Did um, uh, Evil Knievel playing himself in that biography? That's not the one we watched. We watched the one right. with uh, George Hamilton. Playing right. Him. I love yeah. that. That was, that was fun. That was great. Yeah. Look at this. The director's like, yeah, you know what? We can see through a couple of rooms. Let's see. And he's so skinny. He's like the thin man. Like the, don't worry about it. don't worry about slaughter i got him right I that's what's going on yeah. i know the pool guy had i had tipped the pool guy to keep it quiet <laughs> this you guy know, is dick stroud and he was in uh carnosaur too oh great well movie i'll never watch i've seen carnivore chained um oh you know, like episode of the A Team. Uh, yeah, no, he was he was around, I guess. He, he yeah. probably, played, probably played a biker in the film or something. Right. Lesser. He he was uh, a bad guy in License to Kill, the James Bond film, but he most of right. the time and and like he shows up in great movies like Taxi Driver, but he's like policeman, uncredited. You know. Uh, do you really consider License to Kill a Bond movie? It was personal. You know. Well, you mean he yeah. wasn't? It wasn't in the service of of the queen. No, it wasn't. He just his wife got killed, and he's like, "Oh shit, that's it." And they, also, they, it wasn't like it wasn't Roger Moore or Sean Connery. Right. It was the Timothy Dalton gentleman. So does it count? 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you've seen the, the George Lazenby one uh, for, for his, Her Majesty's Secret Service, and mm-hmm. he, he's about to get married and his wife gets killed. So it kind of connects to that one. Yeah. So in a way, it's saying we're bringing back the plot of one of the dumbest movies ever made, and <laughs> we stand by it. For consistency. So this might be Florida, right? I this don't think so. I'm not sure. You might be right. Okay, so this, look how fake that is, right? Yeah, right. Just turn on the TV. No, it's closed circuit TV. It's not rabbit ears. Okay, so he brings love interest who maybe he might marry one day to this, like, hotel room apartment thing. It's both in a, it's like a residence hotel. And he's like, you're going to hang out here. You're going to watch this camera and you're going to call me on the car phone and tell me, you know, when this and that happens. And he goes, you're making a move. I worry about you, Slaughter. Right. Yeah. It could be a big ripoff. It's all a big ripoff. It's all, this is, well, the, you know, the big ripoff is over now, but there's repercussions from it. He's got the list, you see. Do you think they should call this movie Slaughter's Big Ripoff and Friends? Yeah. And more. Look, he gives him she he gives her the gun. And then she's like, Slaughter, you've made a big mistake. And she like pulls the gun on him. Wow. That little petite thing? See? There we go. Yeah. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah, I did. I made a great mistake. But he says, damn, baby. So then she goes, there's a bottle of wine in that bag. Pull it out and pour two glasses. <laughs> no sudden moves. Oh, that's a, I guess it's a seduction trick. <laughs> Pulling a gun out, taking your gun. Yeah. He, he gave the gun. Well, she's uh, she's joking, but I right. don't know. She does it in a serious way. W- when she first does it, you're like, "Holy shit, is this a plot twist?" Now, why would she be again? You know, right? But, but really, then, just another up. reason to have sex. Well, they probably had sex to James Brown in the theatrical release, which probably was fantastic. And then the other yeah. one is like elevator music. Well, it's. Like the- it's- there were black exploitation films by AIP, so they just took them all and they they picked the ones that they just threw in here. Uh, let's see, there was one movie that it mostly came from. Where is that? Here it is. They did a movie called Coffee, C O F F Y, and most of this music is that. Oh, Pam Greer. Maybe I guess you're right. Three taglines to this film. Right. The baddest cat that ever walked the earth is back. Yeah, take that uh, Felix, top cat, uh, Garfield, Heathcliff. He is. He is probably the baddest cat. FC cat, uh, scat cat. Uh, the other tagline, Jim Brown takes on karate killers in the most savage fight scenes ever filmed. Does that sound like a tagline? It was probably just on a poster. Right. Well, how how many karate killers have we seen so far? Right. All right, here is the one. This one sounds like a tagline. 
The mob put the finger on Slaughter. So he gave them the finger right back. Curled yeah. around the trigger. Oh, really? You didn't have to go. I think they're guilty of the Lily with the curled around the finger. Right. They just he gave the finger back would be great. Yeah, like the FU. He flipped yeah. the bird. And he's got a gun in front of you. Oh, no, they killed Bob Odekirk. Oh, here's yeah. they are karate ki killers. Okay, so now they found out who the safe cracker is, and they're coming to get Slaughter. Where's that list? Where's Slaughter? Where's that list? Kick in the face. Uh, yeah. And now Jimi Hendrix will leave the film. Oh, the, the pimp is being... Yes. Done. Dead. Oh, wow. Right. He's going like to make guy. a sniff glue. Oh, so it looked like a over drug overdose? I guess, yes. I think so. I'm not sure because he does it in the mouth. I, no, right. I, know, I think he was just trying to kill him. Oh, right. Oh, maybe the toxicity, the toxicity of it. It's Maybe really it's just, yucky. Uh, you, yeah. If you're squirmish at home, you might want to turn your... Uh, unless you say to yourself, ah, he's acting. It was probably honey. Oh, it might have been like lip balm. Yeah. Wow, look at him. Look at Stephen Dorff. He's like staring intently. Yeah. Here we are. Miami, and Hollywood, Hollywood, Florida. Listen, I have to leave early today. That's okay. We'll just use a still. All right, yeah. Who's the one? I guess it was King of the Mountain, whereas every picture of him was like a still. <laughs> <laughs> right. Until he like blinked and you're like, oh, all right. This is they are they are shooting. Slaughter finds a parking spot. God damn it, is that way out here? In the back lot. Parks on a handicapped spot. So now the Deal is done. He's going to give the list to Reynolds, and that you know Reynolds won't prosecute him for murder, and you know. So it's a it's a it's a Reynolds rap, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. It's a Reynolds rap. So, but wait, is Reynolds going to double cross Slaughter? No, he's not going to double cross him, but he is going to get shot by a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Say, baby, why'd we meet on this roof? Well, the script says I'm shot by a sniper. I don't well, think it'd be very convenient if we... Oh! A sniper? Like, not only did they knew where in the parking lot they were going to meet, and they went right across to the other parking to uh, office space? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How would they know? I can't. I'm not buying it. Well, they had to, like, go into the office space, across from the parking lot. And then if they knew the guy was there waiting, like, that guy was waiting. Reynolds was waiting for him. Right. So why not shoot Reynolds when they when he was waiting for him? Right. Why do it now? Um, how did they know about it at all? It was just a thing in this film to keep on the shooting and keep on the – he's calling the cops now saying, officer down. Like, he knows what he's doing, you know? Right. I'm telling you, maybe the backstory of Slaughter was he was a, you know, he, he gave up the badge and started his own California private, <laughs> uh, private detective agency. Well, well, the backstory of him was about the Green Berets. That's the backstory. No, no, my backstory is better. <laughs> that is idea. true. That is true. 
he was in the Green Berets, and then he got out of, and then he he left Vietnam, and then two weeks later, the first movie takes place. Okay, boom! Suddenly, pow! It's Act Three. Great, and but first, Ed has to take a leak. Uh, hey Basically, oh. this is a scene. It's like, hey, you're supposed to be a corrupt cop. What the fuck? Let's go what with the slaughter bullshit. What are you doing here? Star Surge Outdoor uh, auditions is tomorrow. I'm waiting in line early. I want to audition first. Ed McMahon, I noticed you lost a lot of weight. How come it doesn't help with your ugliness? <laughs> now, you definitely look wooded. Most of the time when people lose weight, suddenly you say, hey, they look really good. Yeah, look right. Look at Ed McMahon face. right there. He does not look really good. He has the same face. Right. He's got yeah. a double chin. <laughs> His body has to catch up to it. Hey, you think it's a girdle? No, it couldn't be that tight. Well, he is a drug dealer. A corset. You know, he might have a corset for his back problems. <laughs> That's not a... Because he carried the, the Tonight Show. He so was always moved... sitting. See, look, he's got a cell phone. He's the baddest cat that ever walked the earth. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Car phone. Now, look, seriously, it's 1973, so it's like a house phone. It's literally like a house phone. Oh, it, it was like that for a lot of times. I mean, also, like, the police cars had, like, house phone-esque. They had yeah. Those, like, military green or whatever. Cop yeah, green. yeah. Yeah, that's the way they dealt with, like, uh, people in cars talking on the phones in, in movies. Like, they just happened to have the car with the phone in it. Well, it was ingenious at the time. Like, why not make a walkie-talkie, but instead of the other side being the other person, we'll make the other side a dial tone. Right. Uh, these are the karate killers. Yeah, these are the karate killers, and it's really dumb. Here, I'll play the audio. <laughs> Oh, right ahead. Yeah, right, yeah, oh, he's yeah. bagging. Oh, Jim Brown's gonna throw him. No one's gone through the window. It's been like almost two minutes. <laughs> Mike, it's so funny you said that. I'm serious, man. I'm getting impatient. Wow, he really fucked that guy up. Oh, right. Oh, he's going to squeeze his head like a grape. Right, and look, that's a Caucasian man, but we still hear the Asian sound effects. He looks like Jeffrey Jones. Oh, no, down he goes. Now, look, Slaughter's grateful that he got saved, and he says thank you in the most softest way. Oh, they beat her up. They took me, they tied me down, they got spirit gun, they had fake blood. Right. Yeah, spirit gun. Wardrobe came. It's horrible. I was looking at a mirror with bright lights on me. And now I have to act. All right, we're done. Look okay. at this. Now oh, we are about to get to the act three chase kind of thing. He is going to be taken hostage. Oh, and, and the swimmer's there. Yup. And he's got the necklace of the girl. Relax, Slaughter. 
Don't worry. He's in a safe place. I left her her Coke spoon necklace. He's okay. <laughs> this guy was in Amityville Horror. That's how we like came to know him. But he was uh, in that Buddy Holly story with uh, what's his name who went Gary Busey. Yeah, Gary Busey. he was the yeah. drummer. Well, there you go. Wait, was the drummer on that fateful flight? I guess yes. I don't know. The whole band was going, so I guess so. He was in Mike Hammer stuff, the TV. Oh yeah, yeah. He probably wore the same. He got to wear the same suit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was in the one with Stacy Keach too. Oh yeah. I was on Columbo and uh, yeah, whatever. Lots of TV. He was a. Over 100 films, 175 television shows. Oh, right on. Wearing the same suit. He also, unfortunately, he drops the N-bomb, like, so much. And he says it mean. And it was just the times. You know what I mean? They're doing black exploitation. So look how California that is. It's just not that. I know that. Yeah, I think I know that area. I think that's where Universal Studios is. Well, as you know, I did a lot of growing up in L.A., and you're 100% that's right. right. I used to hang on that bridge, and we would fish. We'd play hooky from school there, uh, me and right. the neighborhood L.A. kids. It was known as a world-famous fishing ledge, and people would get it. was sponsored by Coca-Cola, and you would go there, <laughs> and then you would get, like, a top dog. It was very popular until the half pipes came out. There's all skateboard this. All right. Well, there's plenty of parking in this scene. We used to be called the Casters of Dogtown. <laughs> Back in the day when fishing meant something to people in LA. The Casters of Dogtown, yeah. <laughs> so really from that, aren't you? <laughs> I remember one time I was in a, a fish-off with the other tough gang, and I got a rainbow trout, and... They carried me in my arm, you know, the, on my, they carried me on their back. And yeah, it was a great day. Oh, yeah, it was the fishing underdog story. Okay. So, like, this film's going to suck for a while now. We're going to have uh, Act Three, and then it's just basically you're under pressure. I don't know. Your girl is in danger. We're going to see. Okay, so now he's making the deal. I'll give you the list if she just, if she drives away. So he makes that deal. So the list? Big deal. The list? He works for Ed McMahon. They need the list back or it'll it'll, it'll ruin Ed McMahon's empire. Jesus, didn't have a backup copy? You could go to Kinko's. <laughs> no, since he has the copy, it could be used as evidence in a criminal investigation, which is what Reynolds wants to do, bust his boss. So they need the list back, and they're about to get it. Well, you know, Slaughter is a man of his word. They let the girl go. Right. Go. So he goes, it's in the top left visor. You can't miss it. Next to the cobra and the mousetrap and the... Uh, Look, don't worry about the gizmos tied up by yeah, string. Yeah, yeah. It just gives it to him. It's in the top drawer. Open the top drawer, and a candle moves underneath a piece of rope. The rope lights off. It causes uh, dominoes to knock each other off. I wonder oh, what that it is. Apparatus called the. Uh... Yeah. Oh, the Ruth Goldberg machine. 
Right, the mouse trap. Yeah, the mouse trap. It says drugs. Oh, I think the camera froze. I think the film froze for a second when it was on Jim Brown's face. Because he had no expression? Yeah. Okay, so now, uh, love interest, I'm going to marry you someday, girl, is driving away safely. Oh, but the cops have pulled her over. I hope those cops aren't on the take. Time to change the movie reel. Yeah, right, quick, change the movie reel. Cut to a cliff. Now, here we are in Ireland. They put the wrong reel in. Yeah, they put in the Irish. <laughs> it really does look like uh, those parts of the UK uh, where it's the cliffs into the to the water. Do you, uh, is this California or Florida? I, I guess I, I'm suspecting this entire movie is, is California. And the internet just misled me because I really haven't seen any of Miami in this whole film. That's true. Maybe uh, Ed McMahon doesn't fuck with Miami. He sticks with Los Angeles. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I mean, that's where he lives and breathes. And every day a limo would drive him to the show. Right. Well, what was the deal? Like, they were on in New York, and it was a ninety-minute show. Then they moved to LA, and they cut it to to an hour. Or, or I think it was ninety minutes for a while. I don't know that uh, history. When he was black and white, he was in New York City. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they moved. They moved to LA, uh, and I think it was ninety minutes. And then they made a deal where he would just do Monday, and they had like a Saturday best of Carson. Uh huh. They said, write me a song that really says L.A. So they wrote, <laughs> He said it really says L.A. So, um, okay, so basically he's just been completely double-crossed. There's his love interest, okay? Right. And what he's telling yeah. him is, drive off the cliff. <laughs> it's so stupid. And he says okay. N-word. He says, you N-words. Let's run out of glue. Well, he's the yeah. guy's gonna get his come up. It's he goes, How about I play Russian roulette with Slaughter's head? Yeah, but then it ruins the whole idea of driving him off the cliff. Yeah, I never got that. Like, we want to frame you for murder and make it look like a suicide. If you don't do it, we'll shoot you. All right, so just don't do it. Then. <laughs> He's playing Russian roulette. It's terror. It's terror. And she is like, I'm an actress! I'm an actress! Right. So it's Jim Brown. He's showing Cobain. Right. He's doing the old King of the Mountain fave. Now look what happens. Guess how they get out of this? They don't. They go over. Uh, now look. Wait, there is yeah. no way. Look at it. A human right. being could not survive. Look at a human being was not in it when they shot it, right? It wasn't like they had a stuntman, like, about jump out of the car. They, they said there's no way someone could survive there was that. no way a stuntman went over that cliff. Right. They just pushed the car. Actually, that's your car. That's your yellow cab. <laughs> just parked it. And now it's underwater, so you know they're going to survive. 
Well, that's the thing, Carl. It's a movie rule. Like, if someone, bad guy is shooting in a field, and the, the good guy will not get shot by his bullets, and the good guy right. hits him on the go. If a bad guy goes off a cliff, he's dead. If a good guy goes under a cliff, he escapes. Right. If he, a bad guy gets shot, he goes down. If a good guy gets shot, he goes, ah, oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh my, my oh, arm. Oh, oh, I think I can make it. You can do it. We just got a couple more minutes. Oh. You know, and uh, yeah, look at that. He rescues her too. Good for him. He does, and she's dead. And it's playing no. the most inappropriate, stupid music. It's absolutely does not fit the mortality, the, the morbid. It's not sad, the music. Right. I'll play it for you. It's ridiculous. And when she's dead, he's, it's not even his motivator. It's still the guy who died in the first act. Listen to this inappropriate music. It's like I'm falling in love with you music. And he's got a dead woman in his arm. It's like a sitcom, another day. Sounds like this should be an Arthur. Take me through the park. He's still there, Mike. Hi, Carl. How are you? Yeah. Oh, hi. Good to see hi. you. Now, look, he doesn't even care she's dead. He's back to his suitcase with the gun. Right. Did There's he use those guns? Nice. Has he used all this stuff? Yeah, look at that. It's got sheath. I don't remember him using like a telescopic lens and no. No, I don't think he used any of those guns. It's everything is just to make him look cool. That's all. Everything. Yeah. Well, he is the coolest. He's not as cool as Chef. I'm sorry. No, no, he's not as cool as Chef. This whole movie isn't as good as Chef. This movie is like, it's perfect AIP picture. It's like, right. let's get a black exploitation film out there. Just make it happen. Roll it out. Well, they hadn't probably made a Jim Brown movie in like six months. <laughs> it had been months. <laughs> so we're, yeah. we're, it's not exactly wrapping up, but we're racing towards the end now. Now we have the act three, like, this movie breaks a few rules. There's like a several finales, but this is one of them. Well, technically, we have 10 more minutes, so we're on for a wild ride. <laughs> it's going to be a shoot-up. He's on the phone saying, yeah, we'll be on the lookout for him. Okay, mister. Okay, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and then just as he hangs up, he gets hit. He goes, you don't want to die. And the next thing you know, he's shot. He goes, you don't want to die. And then someone's shooting at him. Human they shields. Just right. That's what we're going to see for a little while as he right. infiltrates the house. So level one, round one, begin. Yeah. It is like a video game. He's on level one right now. But this is a swimmer guy. This is, is he, he's like the big boss. He's a mini boss, I guess. Who? This guy right here. Isn't that the, the swimmer? Nope. Uh, no, this is just an extra guy. So he's going he to get information now. 
Looks like he came from their Christmas party. Tell me why you're wearing red pants. It was a Christmas party. He finds out where the boss is. Where's your red tie? The red tie would be too much. So look, he's going to shoot him, but Slaughter's too quick for him. Oh, my God. So he was... just learned that Ed McMahon is at Club Flamingo in the, you know, the old Hollywood place. Another indication that this is all L.A. Now, that's pretty cool. So now in here, in the back room, it's like everything shady and illegal, and it's like count the money day. Oh, that's when Slaughter shows up. But the thing is, Slaughter won't take the money. He just takes his revenge. Oh, it's what a ripoff. I know. <laughs> Wait, that's the title, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it's a big ripoff. Oh, my God. This is such a boring money place. One, There's two, the swimmer. Three. Hey, Joey. Hey. Ah, oh, shit. One. Ed McMahon's complaining. You don't have to say Mississippi in between each number. <laughs> You're not <laughs> counting time. One Mississippi, dude. One for you and one, two for me. <laughs> yeah. Not three for you and one, two, three for me. Four for <laughs> you and one, two, three, four for me. What's the scam on that one? The scam on... What do you know, go? Ed McMahon's just going to talk say he's got $3 million. Listen to him admit everything. Take care of yourself personally. That's the company money. That's the leaks take prostitution, drugs, gambling, all those shooting at you. The whole shebang. Oh, so it includes the prostitution. So he says it's for one week and it's $3 million. Good deal. I drink to that. He's sending it overseas to these companies that are like fake that he owns, that so they've got an office, you know, and there the money will essentially be laundered. It'll come back to them as if it's profits, and then they'll pay sales tax on it. All the money. Oh, that's great. That's like a one-stop criminal uh, stop. You can <laughs> launder your money for prostitution and drugs. Mm -hmm. And the take, the take. He also has uh, window insurance, a small side business of window insurance. Uh, you really? pay every week, and we make sure that your windows don't get smashed. Right. You don't get thrown out of a window <laughs> in a fight. Oh! Window insurance. Bam, right across the street. He takes one out. And you know right, why? But... He was clearing the way for a ladder. Biden, oh... <laughs> So a man he died. Went, now you right. don't think they're gonna walk out the front door and go, Jimmy's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's but he waited for Jimmy to I'll let Jimmy take a sip of that coffee. Jimmy's like, ah, oh, that's just what I need. All right, now shoot him in the head. Now slaughter's up top. Clearly it's LA in the background. And like or, people or, who are paid minimum wage are about to get shot and killed. They just, the guy's just on guard duty. Oh no, you gotta take him out. You open a door, you get smashed through. That's right. 
shot in the head. Oh, he's got a gun. Unusual to see this. Oh, there's the bad guy who's just on guard, has a cigarette. I'm dead. Uh, wait, was his dick out of his pants? Yeah, he's just going to take a piss, but <laughs> Slaughter will have none of it. Yeah, made you piss in your pants now. The perfect name. Oh! Now, Slaughter has found a flaw in the security system. It's an open window. Yeah. But you got to close all your windows before you do a Zoom call. Take it from me. Mm. you share that screen? Into the window. Oh, look, there's another ladder there. Good, good job. Good job. The one window where the ladder is. He's at, he's in the catwalk. What? Yes, the catwalk. He's on the catwalk? Uh, well, I don't know. It's sort of like a flat factory floor below. And, you know, uh, up top, you've got a catwalk so you can reach all the lights to, fix, to replace the bulbs. And you remember Gilbert Godfrey was in the catwalk for... Uh, for What's that guy's name? We saw him in RoboDoc. His his talk. Oh, Michael Winslow. Alan Thick. Alan. Alan Thick. Yeah, right. Oh, right. He was in the Thick of the Night. I was thinking more of uh, Right Said Fred, the Catwalk. Oh yes, the Catwalk. Uh, I am too sexy. <laughs> Look at that nice shot. So that guy gets shot once. He's down. If <laughs> if uh, Slaughter gets shot, he's gonna pull through. Right, absolutely he'll pull through. He'll, you know, like flesh wound. Yeah, oh no, it will It will hurt, it will sting, he will emote. He may not be able to get up, but he'll do it. Yep, it'll get him into hot water later when he was about to get away. And oh, my hurt shoulder stopped me. Oh, God, Carl, did you ever see the, the Die Hard sequel where uh, the bad guy is holding him? He just got shot through his uh, chest or whatever. And the bad guy's holding him, and then he takes the bad guy's gun and points it to his already bullet hole, and he shoots, so it goes through his bullet hole into the bad guy. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was a clean shot, because he already got shot through that hole. I, I did see the sequel, like, how can the same thing happen to the same guy? But I don't remember it. Yeah, I think that's Tim Oliphant. And this place looks pretty cool. Like, they, this is a good final shootout. Get the murals and the uh, <laughs> the colorful uh, uh, outdoor fences indoors. I don't know. I guess yeah, it's outdoors. outdoor fence indoor. What's going on? Look at like my relative's uh, house. I've been shot. My back oh. hurt. Oh, it's a oh, knife. Oh, the knife. Remember, he had a knife. He packed a knife. Yeah. Now we used it. Two minutes before. So I credits. guess that wasn't like a high-powered sniper sniper rifle. It was this machine gun. Oh, yeah, he's getting to play with all his toys. Speaking of play, doesn't that look like where he is, this? Yeah, it looks like a uh, dance hall or like a, uh, what do you call it? Restrooms. What is this place? It's a rec center. Maybe it's a museum? Funhouse? Maybe we'll, uh, he'll walk down there and we'll see um, Dreamer Bowling. Dreamer Bowling, right, yeah. It'll be the Bowl Haven. Look at that, yes. Look at, oh, look at this mannequin. mannequin. Cover me, mannequin. <laughs> mannequin on the move. I'm on mannequin. the move. Mannequin too, on the move. Mannequin. It's what do you mean you got us? Mannequin into your heart. <laughs> oh, look with a bang bang. 
What is this place? Oh, look, he's got a grin. Grenade! <laughs> look, see how the yeah. money blew up? Oh, that's right. It's the counting area. He yeah, and guess carry. who was in there counting? Ed McMahon. Oh, no. Look! Yes. Ed McMahon's going to be weak now. Whatever you want. Oversized checks. Cans of Alpo. Yeah, I'll declare you publisher's clearinghouse winner. Yeah. Okay, now Ed McMahon is shot dead. Is he going to take the money at least? No, he's taken the list. Oh, which is more valuable. He doesn't. No, it's not. He's just going to hand it over to Reynolds. He doesn't take the money. He doesn't pick up any of the money. So what is Reynolds going to say to his boss? Oh, here you go. Here's the list. Reynolds, what happened? 40 people got killed. Uh, so now it's all about killing the bad guy. This is our act three finale, essentially. He's missing. Oh, he's doing that on purpose. He's, he's missing on purpose to like, he's like, all right, sucker, now I'm going to kill you. And he puts the gun down. He's going to hand-to-hand fight him. Why? Just kill the guy. No, it's, it's a movie. It's a movie, Mike. They fought already. Oh, now he's suddenly good at it. Oh, it pays me to do this. Uh, <laughs> window panes. Ouch! 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 <laughs> Ouch! Robbing the seven hoods, huh? One hood. <laughs> Punch in the head. Ouch! 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 Okay, you got your gun. You can finally use it. Tommy gun. Yeah, Why right. shoot him? He's bloody well dead. Okay, now there's a police escort, and who right. should it be? It's Reynolds. Right. With an advantage. Right. Oh, see, I got a flesh wound. Nothing to worry about, Slaughter, but do you mind turning that incessant ringing sound off? Reynolds, what are you talking about? Oh, no, nothing. I guess it's a concussion. Anyway. Yeah. Strawberry is my favorite ice cream. Thank you for asking me. I'm a little bit concerned, Reynolds. Oh, well, that ends well. He's taking them to the airport, and Slaughter's like, I'm off to Las Vegas. And he goes, no, that's not far enough. You're going to Paris. And Slaughter's like, what? What? He goes, I don't even have a passport. He goes, don't worry. I got you a passport. Right. Brand new passport. Wait, the name says John Shaft on it. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. So where is he going to go? He's going to Paris. Nice. And it doesn't make any sense for what Reynolds' real power in the world would be as a Los Angeles policeman, but he has arranged everything. He's going to have undies. He's going to have a new name. There's people in France who will meet no, him. Reynolds is like slaughter slaughtered about fifty people in this movie. And he's yeah. gonna get you know, he's nothing's gonna happen. So I think Reynolds is bigger than he leads on. Well, he gave Reynolds the list, which is gonna clean up corruption in all of LA, I guess. TWA, Transworld yeah. Airlines. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Goodbye, slaughter. He's off to all right. And Paris. now for the second. Now for your second feature, Slaughter. Here we go, Player Slaughter. 
Jim Brown, Ed McMahon, there's uh, Don Strode, Brock Reynolds as, as Reynolds. All right, well, Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I did not enjoy it, and, uh, you know, it was just so obviously hitting us over the head with I'm the coolest cat who's ever lived. It, it really, I think Shaft is the one that will, not Shaft in Africa, but Shaft, that's the, I well, did yeah. not enjoy this film. I enjoyed the curio of it because it was a black exploitation film, it was AI. Uh, AIP, and it Jim was Brown. Yeah, I like Jim Brown. I've, I've always wanted to keep watching his movies. Uh, I had heard about this film because uh, the bad guy was played by uh, just weird casting to have Ed McMahon do it. But yeah, it yeah. was not really the sum of his parts, but I, I would still watch it again if it was on for sure. I, I, I liked it in that respect, and I'll probably go check out the first one. But, uh, you know, it, it was it had some flaws, but it was fine. It was all right. I don't know. Uh, I'll probably never see it. Yeah, I'll see it. I'm gonna watch that <laughs> Slaughter in the first one. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Slaughter's Big Ripoff from 1974 with uh, Mr. Jim Brown. And uh, we are very excited to tell you that next week we'll be back. Oh, we'll be uh, streaming first on Mini Radio, and then our podcast will drop under LWAFLMOYT. Carl, next week's movie is a Michael Ironside film. I was looking through his biography, uh, bibliography, his bibliography, all the books he read, right. and uh, he made a movie in 1989. It's called Thunderground. Think of the word underground, and then put th underneath it. What year? 88? Yeah, I say 89. Is Thunder Round, round one, word? one word? Yeah, do you know the underground? Yeah. Do you know the thunder? Thunderground. Yeah. Oh, boy, I see Dead Poets Society. I see. No. Okay, 1989. Okay, Thunder Round. Okay, Thunderground. Thunderground, yeah. I made a mistake. Thunder Well, I don't see a trailer, Carl. Oh, that sucks. So uh, Thunderground, 1989, Draven, that's an hour and a half. Okay, so there's no trailer, huh? No, I do see the Bad Boy uh Bad Boys Brothers did a recording of it. But uh, I won't watch uh that. Wait, Thunder Round 2011? No. Okay. No, okay, too bad there's no trip. Right. I'll watch it. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. So next week we'll be watching Thunderground with Michael Ironside uh, and, of course, Dom Swayze. Not Patrick, Dom Swayze. Mm -hmm. uh, we hope you enjoy Slaughter's Big Ripoff and check out all of Jim Brown's films. Uh, really interesting guy. Yeah. And, uh, Carl, thank you so much for watching the, the Slaughter four times Thanks, and uh, providing... Uh, uh, informative information as well as uh, being uh, at carlsucks.com and of course carlsucks and uh, we will be back next week so uh, keep subscribing we'll be back with Thund Under Thunderground and we'll take you back to Mutiny Radio Let's watch a full length Song. I, I'm Mike's friend. 
my turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Tuesday at six o'clock, Smitty Radio. It's um, uh, feels good, man. Uh, I feel like uh, like I just you know took my socks off after a long day. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that? Vigilante man, I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug House Square, well, big things, huge things. I've uh, not only did I, I uh, just scrutinize and 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 just tore through my record collection to to bring you the the uh, what I feel is my day in record form. Uh, I've got a bunch of records that are. Donated to um, to me, <laughs> no, to the station, uh, to me, and uh, from Bill, from uh, uh, Son of a Gun, Labor of Love, Saturdays before uh, Flatback Plastic. So uh, Bill's got a good show, and he brought a bunch of records in. So I'm doing that, and with that, stormy days we pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, Unite all you working men. Kill him in the river. Some strange man was that a vigilante man. Shotgun in his hand, would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
dances through the leaves soft winds stir sighing trees lying in the warm grass feel the sun now for many miles it feels so good to see the smiles of friends who never left your mind when you were far away
Come on. 